Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hello. What's happening? Hi. Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, the podcast. Sorry, I just burped. Hello, oh. welcome. <laughs> Episode 16 this time. Wow. That's huge. It's big yeah. news. Yeah. Woohoo. Yes. So we've recovered. Last, I think our last episode, we were both stricken with a, well, a terrible disease. Yeah. We, yeah. I, God, how are you going to start? You made me restart this shit. <laughs> My phone is I'm going to leave this in here. We're not going to stop. So you can edit that out and know that I just also silenced my phone because it wasn't uh-huh. silence. Yeah, I just finished editing that episode, and um, there was a lot of... A lot of snivels, yeah, I had a lot of weird a lot of, sounds. Tried to cut a, I tried to cut <sighs> as much of it out as I could, so... Yeah. I also am still in a vocal recovery mode. My voice has still been... It sounds like I've been smoking menthol cigarettes, and I have. No, you have not. <laughs> no, not to your knowledge. What are you drinking? So this is kind of cool. I, I have been, for some time, a home brewer. I brew beer. Mm-hmm. And this is a beer that I brewed with my good friend Max Levermore. And when he inevitably listens to the po- this podcast and see how many times we plugged he him, he doesn't listen. He he acts like he does. Which your are, friends suck. None of your do. friends hey, listen. I know y'all ain't gonna be offended because you're not listening, but y'all suck. I mean, they're my friends too, but like they but came from y'all you, know who you are, man. and they don't listen. My friends. I do. send it to y'all every week. Oh, like annoyingly. Well, not every week, but we're working on it. Yeah, I have a lot of people who are like you know. <sighs> your friends are better than mine. Yeah. Y'all hear that? What's good. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm brewing a, a brown ale uh, that we brewed and kegged a few weeks back. Yeah. I was on that fitness kick, so I wasn't drinking a lot of beers, but now I'm just a huge piece of shit just drinking drinking. We've been everything. pretty bad about, we were like, we're going to get healthy, and then... Uh, Tell them what we've had the last three what is meals. today? Today is Today's Thursday. Thursday? Yeah. Okay, so Tuesday we had pizza, uh-huh. Wednesday we had pizza, mm-hmm. and tonight we had spaghetti. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and Sunday, I know we're having lasagna. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Lots of cheese. Yeah. What are you drinking? Rosé. Rosé. No way, Rosé. Dark Horse Rosé. I don't know if you guys know, Franzia had every opportunity <laughs> <laughs> to have heard our podcast. We're taking a little break from the same Jesus. shit we always drink. Yeah, man. Uh, I think it's more fun, too, if we change up. I mean, we, we did drink. have a box, what, like? We don't talk about that ago. box. That, bo- that box evaporated. There was a hole in it. Yeah. Something happened. I have no idea. Well, I, I've been on a rosé kit. Yeah, I'm into it. I like rosé. I was looking up like rosé at home wine kits, and they don't yeah. they don't exist yet. Because like, it's not like if you get the right kind, it's not oh, like sweet. Yeah. but it's not. If it's, I don't know. It's so easy to drink like, like white. If it's cool for them to talk about drinking rosé in hip hop songs, then it's cool to enjoy as as a human. Yeah, I and like I it. enjoy it. Yeah, I I do too. What else? What else? What else is new with you oh, and us? Well, I know everything is up with you. I see you every we all the time. We were sick, as we said, and then yeah. what happened? Our dog God, Drogo. Drogo, man. Ugh. I come home from work last week, right? Mm-hmm. And his ear was completely swollen, like a goddamn softball. And I was like, oh crap! And so Tom was like, well, let him sleep in the bed with you, which was I'm sweet. very sweet, because he's a snory fucker. Oh, my God. He snores so loud. Oh, he snores louder than I do. And so that was like, all right, fine. We'll see how it is. And if it does, the swelling hasn't gone down, we just thought maybe like an irritation or something. Yeah. If the swelling hasn't gone down by tomorrow, we'll take him to the vet. Well, what happened at five o'clock in the morning? You woke me up in a frantic Panic. frenzy because Drogohet was bleeding all over the he place. He had... Like ripped his ear oh, open because it was bothering him, so he was scratching at it, and 
it was only yeah. like five o'clock in the morning. We couldn't take him to the vet. There was only there's only one like twenty four hour veterinary, and we can't afford that. Yeah. So we. <laughs> Uh, what's up when we start Patreon, y'all? <laughs> y'all give us some money, bro. But this ain't for fun. We it is. Uh, no, but I ended up spending the rest of the night laying next to him, holding his paws, so he could not scratch, scratch away his anymore leg. until we could get him to the vet. So, so the that poor, was fun. Yeah, and the the poor sweet dude has been in one of those ridiculous cones. <clears throat> excuse me, has been in one of those ridiculous cones for like a week. Uh, yeah, he's he, out of it now, but he, he was in one for a week. How to? He didn't know how to no, walk. Maneuver in those things. The universe will fuck you up when you got a big plastic Poor cone buddy. on your head, though. It and will. he's so slobbery because he's Snorry, a bulldog. So that cone uh, got pretty nasty. It got beat. And then he, he kept trying to scratch, and so he split the cone in half. So we had to duct tape it back together, which was very classy. Like uh, just like us. And then though. we had to take him back to the vet yesterday, which was another what, like fifty another bones. expense. Thank you, Drogo. Yeah. Well, at least it wasn't as bad as we thought yeah. because initially the vet was not being the nicest, and she was kind of like. There's a good chance it's gonna be like a thousand dollars. We're like, um, we've already spent a thousand dollars on a weekend on this yeah, dog before. Yeah. Let's not do but, that. But you know, on the bright side, it's glad we're glad he's doing better. He's yeah, doing good. we still have the boys. That's John Snow in the background mm-hmm. being an asshole there. We still have them separated because Jogo's still healing a little bit, yeah. but he doesn't have a comb, so that's good. Yeah, and also if you hear chirps, oh my, or God. anything through the episode, not like bird chirps. You hear crickets. crickets. We are not in the wilderness. We are not on... We, and our house is not infested with crickets. That we know of. Oh we do God. have lizards, and it's like, uh, I got the wrong kind of cricket this time, and they make noise. Well, yeah. And we record in a room get, where, yeah. our, where our liz- one of our lizards, Ragnar, Ragnar Lizard Brook, He didn't get the wrong kind. You just got large, because that's yeah. all they had. And the, the large ones mediums, are yeah. motherfuckers. They're such little motherfuckers. Like, oh my God, yeah. they've been... Ooh, I, I can, can hear, hear it. There it is. There's a little sample. Crazy. Just get ready for that for the next hour and a half, guys. <sighs> Hopefully, okay. if you can, if you can't hear it, just pretend you're at a campfire with us, and that's just the ambiance. Yep. That we, and the dog fun chasing fact, his tail. These crickets are just a, a fun way to see if we should do background music yeah, throughout right? the podcast. Oh God! Here's a moment of silence for these crickets. Oh, and our dog drinking <laughs> water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that worked out. Uh, oh, we have a we have a cool thing coming up. You want to tell them about it? We got a cool thing. Our um, live show. Yeah. Well, it, you know, we're no, opening. No, don't diminish it, bro. We're opening. Yeah. If, I, we've mentioned it, but let's. If this just so happens to be your first episode, all right. Well, hi, welcome. But we are opening for three different people. Mm-hmm. Um, Hillbilly horror stories, most notably, which are very nice, awesome people who invited us to open and. <laughs> Um, the Brohio podcast. Brohio, they're funny. Yeah, which Brohio, y'all, if you're listening, I listened to your most recent episode and you did not mention us. Come on, you Bro-Hi-o. mentioned everybody else. We want to hang out with you We're guys, opening, man. Yo, we're on the ticket stop. We're thing. on the thing. Yeah, but we matter, man. <laughs> no, they're we fun. drink and we matter. They're, no, fun. they're fun. I've been fun. listening they're to good. them, and then. What's the third? The local the dude that does bishop. exorcisms, yeah, the local demonary bishop. Yeah. yeah, so who knows where that's gonna go? And then afterwards, we don't know if we're gonna be able to go yet or not. But uh, afterwards, they're doing a two-hour tour at Waverly Hills Sanatorium. If you're, I think we're gonna, I think local. we're gonna go. Yeah, I think we're, we're gonna we'll be there. Try to go. Oh, we haven't bought our tickets yet, but they Waverly Hills. If you don't know, is a very haunted tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Snailed it. Uh, a hospital. Well, it's, you know, it was not anymore. Yeah. Now it's like super haunted. It's and one of the most haunted meeting. attractions yeah. in Kentucky. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'll cover it at some point. Maybe one I'll day. cover it at some point. Maybe you will. If you beat mm-hmm. me to it, then all right. Speaking of which, you trying to get into it? Yeah, I guess. 
I don't know. There's, I mean, I know we kind of babble in the beginning here. We give you guys a good little babble on, man. Few minute update. Most yeah. people, you know, you can skip it if you don't want to. Yeah, it. and this is episode sixteen. Yeah, that's fun, man. I think um, we're gonna try to do something kind of cool for episode twenty. I think we should do something fun. If you, real quick, if you've never been here before and you decided to just give us a go and this was the episode you picked. We fucking appreciate you. We talk about oh, all yeah. things weird, ghost stories. I stick a lot to true crime and ghosts. I do a little bit of conspiracies and mm-hmm. do oddities and things. Yeah. yeah. We kind of talk about all kind of weird stuff. It's pretty, yeah. Yeah. And, and we. As a side, I don't know what Andrea is going to talk about. And I don't know what Tom's going to talk it's about. It's always a complete surprise. We don't do our research in tandem. There's no collusion. So sometimes. The episodes might be like longer than others. Sometimes they might be, you know, it just depends on. Yeah. Because we never really know. We never know what's coming. How long it's going to take. And half the time when I start, I think it's going to take me no time. And then I end up talking for fucking an hour. <laughs> Shut up. My stories are good. <laughs> they are really good. They're really Johnson's good. in the closet. Let him. Well, he can come out. It's 2019. He doesn't have to be ah, in the closet. Ah, ah. Oh, hold on. Let me grab my papers. So you're going first. Tis my turn to go first. So I was thinking about a lot of stuff in regards to what I would do for the coming episodes because I, I, I find that I sometimes kind of put it off to the last minute. Mm-hmm. And what I, I fell into this idea of exploring some of the more fringier stuff that aren't necessarily conspiracies, but maybe things that you could consider like closely related to conspiracies, but based in kind of mysticism. So I'm going to kind of start to dive into the occult and some things that are kind of funky. Okay. So as a primer, I was thinking I would touch on something that is kind of in your ball court. So we're going to touch on a few, I don't know how many we'll get into, but a few uh, murders, unsolved murders uh, involving the occult. Okay. Okay, here we go. I wonder if I'll know any of them. I don't know. I didn't know any I of I mean, them. probably, but who knows? I mean, you do know a lot of things about and that's, murder. You're doing kind of a listy, and I'm doing kind of a listy. Yeah. I don't know how many we'll get into. I got a gag yeah. of them. We'll just see how it goes. Yeah, see yeah. the timing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm excited. Yes. So I see. F- oh, my God. You've, like, printed notes and yeah. pictures. You know, I, I know ever do that. Up. Yeah, You do really, like, up. read off your phone. I've also actually already started, like, a document for the research for my next episode. Nice. Just as a side. So, the first one is Rachel Runyon. Okay. The kidnapping and murder of Rachel Runyon is one of the reasons that people tell their kids to st- not to mess with strangers. On August 26, 1982, gotcha. Rachel, 1982, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rachel was playing outside with her 10 year old brother in a school playground in Utah when a black mustached m- mustache. Mustache? He's a mustache. Your mustache. Your mustache. He had a Mobius mustache. Oh my God, cricket. A uh, mustache man between 25 and 35 years old was kicking it around the park being a, being a creeper. And he's talking to a couple of other kids before he approaches Rachel. Uh, he offers her like some candy and oh, no. treats. And she, this is going to get dark, y'all. She follows him and she was found uh, naked 24 days later in a stream. Ugh. How old was she? She was 10 years, or it doesn't actually say in this. Is that her picture? What the fuck? Yeah. She looks little. She's a baby, baby. Oh, my God. She's probably four or five years old, probably. That is so sad. Uh, The police didn't have any leads. Uh, Early on, they kind of dismissed that her murder was a cult in nature. But then a while later, the police spoke on Unsolved Mysteries. They kind of backtracked on that, saying that when Rachel's father visited her grave, an unexplained black rose lay on the stone. 
So her dad oh, goes yeah. by and there's like a black rose uh-huh. on the thing. Uh-huh. And yeah. then two and a half years after the murder, the, a, a message appears on a 24-hour laundromat. I don't know where. Right? But it says, I'm still at large. I killed a little Runyon girl. Remember, beware. They like just posted a note at a laundromat? Yeah, they probably like etched it into something, <gasps> I think. Yeah. Weird. Uh, below it was an inverted cross with three number sixes, one at each arm and the head of the cross. Right? Mm. So it's an inverted cross with three upside down sixes on it, right? Psychologists uh, Wait, so associated with this case said that it real qu- they they said that it's possible that it could have been the killer. And that's kind of all there is. Just unsolved, no leads, nothing. That's kind of that one dries up. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Well, and that could have been did they say, did it say how she was murdered? Just said they found her naked. Yeah. Like a month later right, almost, yeah. yeah. Well, because I mean, I just wonder. That sounds very serial killery. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was the really note fucked and stuff. Up. So, yeah. like that. I mean, it could have been. Could have been somebody anyone. else. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, what if it was? Yeah, another serial killer that did it or something. That's sound. Okay. Sweet. Little girl. Next, we're gonna talk about Leroy Carter Jr. He was sleeping in the bushes of Golden State Park, so he's presumably homeless. Okay. I don't know how old he is. This is all the stuff I have. Okay. Okay. Uh, his body was found on February 8th, 1981, uh, and he'd been a dead for about a day. The other clue that was left behind was a headless chicken. Ew. Part of which was stuffed into Leroy's body. Ew. Leroy's head was missing. <gasps> okay. I wonder where it was stuffed into. Yeah, I, they didn't get into particulars, but I got a few ideas. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure if that means that the ch- like the chicken's head was stuffed into like yeah. his throat, or if the chicken's well, if body head was, was missing. We yeah, wouldn't... yeah. Or if they have a throat. Yeah, I mean, he would have an open oh, thing guess, at yeah. some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or else he would have cut his shoulders off. Uh, oh. So the San Francisco police actually brought in a like occult specialist because of the bizarre circumstances. Uh-huh. Based on what she said, it was likely a dark ritual like that involved. Palo Mayombi, which is a black magic offshoot of the Afro-Caribbean religion Santeria. Ooh. So it's like voodoo. Yeah, okay. The ritual made a brew of the victim's brains and perhaps the ears and the nose. That's what she, this is what she says. And she predicted that the head would be returned after 42 days once the ritual was complete. Oh, how do you do that with its head and then still it have a head? Just return what's left of it, I guess. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and then actually what happened is 42 days after the murder, the head turned up. Uh, however, despite having been called in, the occult detective was not taken seriously and there were no arrests. For the what murder. the hell? Yeah, pretty crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. So they fucking cut his head off, did some voodoo shit, brought the head back. Yeah, I also wonder if like, with it being like an occult thing, if it was, if it if he, he like volunteered himself, like if he did it, was yeah. like, yeah, Who I want to be... Yeah, um, he, a sacrifice yeah. or something, you know for, what I mean? For, he could, you know, for something. Yeah. Who knows? Well, I mean, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's a good question. People who worship fucking demons and shit, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. He probably just wanted, like, some mental health help or, like, a burger or something, and they were like, yeah, bro. Oh, my God. Who knows? We just got to give us your head for a couple hours. We'll, we'll give it back, bro. Ugh. Dark stuff. Dark stuff. I don't like it. Oh, my God. Is that a picture of a chicken head? Yeah, that's a picture of a chicken head. Oh. Because the chicken's head was missing. I know. Yeah. Okay. Next, we're going to talk about Howard Green and Carol Marin. Okay. On December 16th, 1979, the bodies of 53-year-old Howard Green and 33-year-old Carol Marin 
were found on the shoulder of Route 80 in West Patterson, New Jersey. Both had been beaten on the left side of their face and then stabbed in the right eye. Oh. In each of the victim's hands lay a clump of hair. (gasps) Their bodies had been drained of all of the (gasps) blood. Oh. They say most likely with a veteran's, like a veterinary, veterans, a veterinarian's, uh, like, needle, syringe thing. What? They, all their blood was sucked out with a syringe. Forever? Maybe that means something different, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. The police searched the couple's Brooklyn apartment and found occult paraphernalia, right? Oh, like maybe they were in it. They were in this shit. Journalist Murray Terry, which that's an unfortunate name, that's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Murray Terry. Uh, received a letter from an anonymous friend of Carol Marin who said that Green had been looking into the Ordo Templi Orentis, a religion started by famed occultist Aleister Crowley. Okay. You know anything about Aleister Crowley? I don't think so. I've never really gotten much, like as far as like murders and stuff goes. Yeah. I, I, I haven't gone a lot deeper than like Manson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, I, I don't want to talk too much about Aleister Crowley right now because I have okay. plans. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, just because you're giving, like, some little snippets doesn't mean yeah, well, we, can't, that, we can't touch on I wanted more to see, depth on these. I wanted to see if it was cool, like, yeah. if it was fun and interesting. I think yeah, that I the, mean, not fun, but interesting. <laughs> they had clumps of hair in their hands, and their bodies were drained. It was super fun. And so, like, they, like... Uh, no um, arrests were made. fucking hair? Yeah, it was the... Yeah, I, I assume... hair? I would assume it was... I would assume it was their hair. Uh, oh. th- there were no arrests ever made. There was one person who was a... Like a person of interest who was there, who used to be their neighbor, but he had moved a year before the murders. Uh, he was known to cut off the heads of mice and drain them of blood. Ew! Apparently, that dude was last seen in Oklahoma. God, I, people suck. The imagery of that, like half their face beaten in and a knife stabbed into their eye, and bodies they were drained a cup- of were blood. Were they a couple? Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I think they were. They lived together. Okay. Yeah. They had an apartment. Oh. He's eating your sweater over there. He's trying to sweater, weather, sweater, weather. So weather, weather. Um, that is fucked up. Yeah, these are all pretty fucked up. Well, the up. reason I was wondering if it was their hair is because that ends up being DNA, bro. Yeah, well, yeah, that depends to be. Yeah, ends up being a like defense mechanism for a lot of people because you know they're trying to they're fighting and they grab the person's hair. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Holy crap! I wonder if they kept any of the yeah. of the hair from that. DNA has come so much further now than when that was. Yeah, and one of the things that kind of got me interested in the occult, just as a side, I listened to this really cool podcast recently, uh, and this is not a plug. They don't know about us at all, uh-huh. uh, but it's called Unexplained uh-huh, by that. Richard McLean Smith. Solo format. He kicks it by himself, does everything himself. He's cool. a pro. It's a great podcast. He hits on the unexplained and unsolved things in like the UK and Europe. Oh, cool. So he talks, and and England and Ireland, Scotland, ancient places. So a lot of wow. really funky stuff. So yeah, that was kind of what I was listening to that, and I was like, damn, I haven't even thought about the occult. Like, mm-hmm. that's, and cults. Like, there's so much funky shit going oh, on. Oh, God, I know. Yes. Well, and with the occult, that also kind of can go down a conspiracy route, you know what I mean? Yeah. When I mean, there's a lot of that. There is a ton of conspiracy. I mean, there's like government stuff. There's yeah. there's a bunch. Yeah. Uh, so next we're going to talk about a guy called Patrick Air Harbor. Air Harbor. Okay. These crickets, though. You're welcome for the ambiance. This is now an ASMR. Annoying me. Annoying me. Annoying me. On September 21st, 2001, the torso of a young boy floated in the Thames River near the Tower Bridge. So we're in London now. Oh, torsos. It had been in the water for about 10 days. 
uh, before they found it, the pol- the London police called him as he's kind of a, a John Doe. This one they called him Adam. A medic, a medic, a medical examination of the torso showed that the body had been dissected like a perfect, like a butcher. Yeah. Like a butcher would do an animal. Yeah. So the skin had been cut, and then a single chop had been severed. Had severed each limb, so a like precise. Whoa. It's just a torso. Yeah, yeah. No arms, no head. And not like sawed, like. No, single off, like action. The fuck off. Yeah. So it's theorized Adam was maybe part of a human sacrifice to one of the 400 gods of the Nigerian Yoruba people. Obviously, that could be complete bullshit. Yeah. That's just a theory. Why did they? Why did? What, what was the so all evidence? Po- all evidence pointed to a ritual murder. Oh, okay. The boy who was traced to the Benin City area of Nigeria through forensic testing was likely brought into the country for the murder. What? His stomach contents indicated he had eaten German food before his death. Just uh, in you case you were wondering what was in crazy? his intestines. No, they, they, they talked about that in murders. So, like, so just so you know, like where he probably was the last time he ate or when it, what, what yeah. contents to, to, you know. But you know what amazes me is that they can find just a torso and still have like the stomach contents. I mean, I get that your stomach is probably still attached, yeah. or uh, you know, not is still intact inside of the torso. But it's like we got a torso from someone we don't know, but we know he ate peas. Like it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. You can identify what's in the body, but yeah. can't identify and it, the body. Just the torso. They never found anything yeah. else. No. Ugh. No, they didn't. A year later, suspicion fell on a human smuggler named Kingsley Ojo. The police searched his apartment uh, and fag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I just taken a sip. And fag. No, Whoa. it's 2019. We don't say that anymore. My bad, y'all. <laughs> that was it. He did not mean to say that. Yeah, just got that. Oh all my god. That was funny. We're waiting uh, They found a bag <laughs> with a mixture of bones, sand, and golden flecks. Uh, a mixture also found in his in Adam's stomach. <gasps> What's good? Ew. Yeah. Uh, the apartment What's contained. Golden flecks. Like oh flex like flex of gold. <laughs> Do you think it was just like golden muscles? Or I don't know. I don't. I just heard, I don't know what I thought. Uh, That's crazy. The apartment contained a videotape labeled "Rituals," <gasps> showing the ritual dismemberment of a human victim. <gasps> but besides those clues, police couldn't find a connection between Adam and Ojo. Apparently, that's not a good enough connection. What? No, Is- I'm just kidding. He was sentenced to four and a half uh. years in prison for human smuggling. And then uh, was deported to Nigeria. So he served four years in London and then was deported. But they didn't get him for murder. Well, how the fuck did he explain the dismembering pic- video? It doesn't It doesn't even get into that. But in 2013, the boy was identified as Patrick Erhaba. So E-R-H-A-B-O-R. The torso? Erhaba, yeah. By former caretaker Joyce Ozajede. She could tell by his pecs? I mean, how the fuck does she know by a torso? Uh, I don't know. I know that she had taken care of Ehaba in Germany before he was trafficked into oh, the kingdom okay. by Ojo. So she she was aware that he had abducted her him, I suppose. Oh, okay. And, and then I guess at that, further down the road, they could yeah. use DNA if she like reported him missing or some shit. So I guess they still think these people that did it were probably connected to Ojo, but weren't Ojo. And they think that it was a ritual brought about to bring about good luck. Oh, yeah. I like somebody to cut off all my limbs. <laughs> Well, it's definitely good not good luck. luck for the for the for the sacrifice here. Yeah, Jesus. Let's talk about Charles Walton. All right, Charles. 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 Even at the age of seventy-four, 
Charles Walton of the Lower Quinton, England. Am I looking at a picture of a dead body? Uh, looks uh, that, and he's just taking a nap. No, oh, in the grass. Uh, so this dude lived uh, in Lower Quinton, England, and worked on farms. Uh, people in the village that he lived in, they seemed to like him, but there were a lot of rumors. They said that he had a way with animals. Like he could feed birds from his hands and control dogs with his oh, voice. Okay. On Valentine's Day, so this is a long, White. this is a little bit of time ago. Yeah, he was Doctor Doolittle. All right, that was better. On <laughs> Valentine, talked to them. He can control them. He talked to them. Well, Snow White was like, ah, ah, and the little oh, birds yes, would be like, good. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Let's get back to the podcast. Okay, okay. This is not a musical. Mm. It would be fun to do a musical episode, though. And then they found his body. He was dismembered in the lake. Oh, no. <laughs> so <laughs> Stupid. Oh. Uh, on Valentine's Day, 1945, I like doing these because there's a lots of dates. I think I'm going to start doing true crime because lots of dates. And you hate dates the way I say dates. <sighs> bad dates. Okay. What's good? Do you see what I did there? Bad, bad dates? Indiana Jones? Bad dates? What? When the monkey dies from eating the dates and he stops Indiana Jones right before he eats one, he says, Oh, what, a, what an obscure, excuse me, what an obscure Indiana Jones quote. So just do me a solid, never say I don't know Indiana Jones. Just do me that solid. Okay. I mean, I know it way better than you, but. We're doing Charles Walton a disservice. All right, let's talk about him. God damn. Mm-mm. On Valentine's Day, 1945, Walton was working with a pitchfork and a trouncing hook on Meon Hill. I also know what some of those words I mean. Do, I don't know what trouncing They're farm implements. So, They're it's very, a hook. That's it's what a hook. Yep. It's a trouncing hook for trounces. He needed a pitchfork and a hook? He needed many. He was doing some serious work. He was pitching and hooking for sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, so he was on this place called Meon Hill. And so this area is shrouded in supernatural lore. Like I said, there's a ton of certain... Uh, weird things and, and, and certain magical things that people think have happened in England. Like it's there's a lot of old areas, areas shrouded in mystery. This is uh-huh. one of them, okay. and so this place sh- is shrouded in lore. Stories talk about ghosts, uh, on riding on horses with packs of dogs. Other times it's mystery. I'm sorry, what did you? What was that? Say? Stories tell uh talk about king like ghosts that oh, are kings right. with like packs of white dogs with them. I literally thought you said goats riding on horses on packs of dogs. That would arguably <laughs> I was like that's that is very magical. When you <laughs> When you listen it back and that's actually what I said, just save it so I can feel like a jackass. But that would arguably be scary. Ghosts on horses. Kings, like ghosts of kings uh-huh. on horses with with white dogs that are, oh, okay. are far following them. All right. Uh, other times, shit. yeah. Other times, there is a mysterious, like mysterious black dogs are seen in the area, and there's a whole thing in uh, in like the England area with like a black dog shapeshifter, which I hope to get into, but it's a lot of stuff. Okay. So this is this hill that he's on. He's working with his his pitchfork and his trouncing hook. <laughs> yes. This is where he died. I feel like he rolls down the hill and stabs himself. What would that have to do with the occult, man? They tripped him. (laughs) (laughs) Be you a demon? (laughs) Down the hill you go in the name of uh, self-enlightenment. No. Okay. God damn it. But yeah, actually, that's almost exactly what happened. The hook cut his throat and the pitchfork pinned him to the ground. You were making fun of me and I I wasn't wrong. He didn't do it to himself. He was well, murdered. I hope not. He was. I mean, imagine the thing you were working on, where both of your tools you're are in such slit a position, your and you're gonna 
the raw yourself. pressure you fork have to yourself. be. <laughs> Go fork yourself. Do me a favor, bro. <laughs> Go up on me on hill. Fork yourself. But do it in an <laughs> English guy. accent, please. He did die. I'm sorry, Charles. <laughs> uh, his murderer on his chest. Ooh, no. Carved, carved a cross. Oh, but see, okay. But the, so, so there's the a theory. Like- there's a theory that says that Charles was a witch, and that he had cast a spell on someone, and to break it, he had to have been killed. Okay. Things got even stranger when police came across a book called Folklore, Old Customs and Superstitions in Shakespeare Land. It told the story of a man named Charles Walton who had died in 1865 after seeing a ghost. What? One rumor in the village is that the recently murdered Charles Walton was the same man who died in 1865. Shut up. Like reincarnated? Yeah. Or whatever. Ugh. No one was ever arrested, and the rumors of Walton have never been settled. Oh, man, Walt. Oh, man. Charlie Walt. Charlie Walt. All right. All right. One more? You want to do one more? Keep. Yeah, you're good. Keep going. Okay. Next, we're going to talk about the Jameson family. Okay. This one's a little bit more recent. On October 8th, 2009. Oh, okay. The Jameson family, 44-year-old Bobby Dale Jameson... 40-year-old Shamie Jameson. Sorry, excuse me. 40-year-old G... <laughs> Whoa. I'm good at words. <laughs> 40-year-old Sherry Jameson and 6-year-old Madison Jameson, they went missing. Okay. They, they went missing. Uh, they were last seen alive when they were out looking at a property that they were planning to buy. Okay. Uh, just outside of this place called Efola, Oklahoma. Ifala, anybody, if we, hey, listen, we have six listeners in Canada. We might have a listener in Oklahoma. Tell us how to say that word. Ham sandwich it. Uh, (laughs) Nine days later, their pickup, they found their truck nine days after they vanished. Uh, It was abandoned. The vehicle contained all of their stuff and their dog, (gasps) but the dog was alive. Just malnourished, freaked out. Oh my God. Their phones were in there, their wallets, IDs, uh, and then a bag with 32K. What the fuck? Right. Maybe that was their down payment for a house, though. Yeah. Uh, well, you don't do down payments in cash. We know that. Well, what year was it? Maybe 2009. Yeah, yeah, no way. I guess you, well, unless it's like a, you know. Unless it's a shitty per, fucking like buyer, loan officer. Like the, per, the seller buyer deal. Like you fuck. I don't know. I don't yeah, I don't know. I'm I just no trying idea. to theorize. Their bodies were found four years later. Four years? Four years later. What the hell? The bodies, uh, were decomposed so much that there there wasn't a they couldn't isolate a cause of death and I don't know exactly what? where they found the bodies yeah but they found them the fuck uh, these hunters found them oh, I hope somebody adopted that dog yeah so there are theories that they had been murdered for money and they had had originally more than that thirty two thousand dollars they may have been involved in drugs right but that money was found but there was no evidence that really pointed to that the second theory is that Bobby's father so Bobby is the 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 patriarch of this family. He's yep. a dad. Yeah. That Bob Jameson, that he Bobby had sued his parents over their property and claimed uh, he was owed after working for the family business. So he, he sued them for a plot of land because he thought they owed them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that maybe his dad murdered all of them? He They had to get a protective order against Bob twice, who Bob Sr., because he twice threatened to kill them. What the fuck? However, at the time of their disappearance, Bob was really sick uh, and was either in the hospital or home resting. So the third theory is that the Jamesons had been acting a little kooky, acting a little strange. Okay. They lost a ton of weight. 
And they said that their house had been haunted by ghosts. <gasps> they talked to their pastor about it. Oh. And two of the ghosts had names, Emily and Michael. Okay. Uh, six-year-old Madison, who's their kid, allegedly talked to Emily's sister, okay, and who was a ghost with wings. After the family disappeared, investigators visited the property. Written on the wall of a container on their property, they found a message. Three cats killed to date by people in this area. Witches don't like their black cats killed. Let's say it one more time. Three cats killed to date by people in this area. Ellipses. Witches don't like their black cat killed. So they potentially Maybe murdered were, by witches? Or they were witches. Yeah. They don't know what that was all about. Um, I feel like they like went were like went crazy over whatever the fuck was happening in this house. Yeah. And they like wandered off. They went cuckoo. And all three of them like just starved and died. And that's why they were losing so much weight anyway, because maybe they weren't eating. Yeah. And they, that's, oh. It's a scary story. Whatever the reality is, it's scarier than what we're thinking it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all freaky. Uh, when Sherilyn's mother was questioned, she blamed a cult for the murders. She wouldn't say which cult, but it was one that worked in the Southeast Oklahoma area. She also denied that the family was involved with witchcraft. To this okay. day, nobody knows what happened at all. Weird. Yeah, they have no idea what happened. They said they don't know if it's foul play, they don't know if it's suicide, they have no leads or whatever. That is so bonkers. Yeah. Well, they would know. It had to have been some weird death because even if they were really decomposed, they would know if it was like a gunshot. Yeah, autopsies. And these were kind out. of vague things that I just found yeah, about like, yeah. murders with the call. So they're not like you're like that true dive in a true crime. It's just kind of like, oh, yeah, these are kind of yeah. very interesting. Yeah, or like if they're... Like, if bones were crushed in their, like, throats, they would have yeah. known it was, like... Yeah, and I would hope feet. they would mention yeah. stuff like that in the stuff that I was like. But yeah. a lot of the stuff that my... Also, my sources are not triple-checked uh, or very resourceful. So, well, if, if you see any... You know, I used Wikipedia and yeah, a couple well, of I lists mean, and stuff so, to but, compile it, but... Yeah, I use a lot of that stuff, too. Yeah, so if there's if there's funky stuff in there, holler at us. Yeah, but no, that's all... I mean, those kinda, are very interesting. Kind of spooky. Yeah. Uh, creepy. Creepy, creepy. Is that it? That's all I got, man. All right. That so, was good. Yeah. And so one of my things, just to kind of touch on it, I do think I want to talk a little bit about the occult and cults as well as conspiracy theories moving forward because there's a lot oh, yeah. more, there's a lot of body of information that I've found that's kind of more interesting to me than. For sure. Yeah. And cults really marry with the true murder crime thing, so yeah. much. Because most times people get murdered. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Or fucking, or murder because of their cult. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Thank you so much. What do you got for me? I'm excited. Are you ready for mine? I am. You know what's funny? Tell me. Okay, so I'm also doing a like a list of multiple things instead of just one story. Right. But what's funny is mine is all like kind of true crime, e as well. Yours were all like death. Right. Mine is the opposite. Life. <laughs> yeah, survivors. <laughs> it's. So I'm going to tell you about maybe 10, and we'll see how quick they go, 10 real people who survive horror movie situations. What? Okay, let's get it. So it's funny. It's kind of like the opposite of like what you did. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. You know? Have fun. So I just found this article. So yes, I'm kind of just giving you guys like a brief. It's Ranker. I love Ranker because you can get on there and read like the craziest fucking yeah. shit. Like yeah. all the creepy clowns, all the da da da. I don't know. Yeah. And I found this one to be pretty cool. Lit. Okay, so the first one is escaping Jeffrey Dahmer's apartment. Ugh, I think I know this one. The story? Yeah, I think I do actually. Oh. So the way that this is going to kind of be laid out is like it gives sort of like 
for anybody who doesn't know who Jeffrey Dahmer is, I'm going to give you a little, it gives a little, a little bit piece. of a, like, what are you talking about? And then what happened? You know okay, what I mean? yeah, that's good. Okay, so Jeffrey Dahmer, if you don't know who that is, I've... I feel like everybody should know that is. Yeah, I, I mean, he's, if you listen to podcasts, you probably know who Jeffrey Dahmer is. If you listen to true crime, you know who Jeffrey Dahmer is. True. So Jeffrey Dahmer is one of the most notorious serial killers. He was a mean ass rapper, bro. He killed them syllables. Serial killers of all time. <clears throat> he is known for killing and dismembering dismembering seventeen young men between nineteen seventy eight and nineteen ninety one. Damn. Yeah. He, he is super prolific, though, as far as, like, serial killers go. He's a very famous serial killer. Oh, my God. Yeah, arguably, yeah. like, one of the biggest ones. Because he also saved body parts and ate them. Yeah, Jesus. So it's really great. Um, <laughs> so he ended up turning his Milwaukee apartment into a fucking gore fest where he would lure these men in and kill them. And um, he did everything from medical experimentation to necrophilia and cannibalism. He's fucked up. So he didn't have a different motive on the, this particular night when he invited Tracy Edwards over to drink beer and watch The Exorcist 3. Tracy is a, a male, not a female. Damn, see, that's where the, the I thought I was thinking a woman right there. I was like, I think he no, no. kills dudes. Oh, yeah, just dudes. Yeah, that's what I wanted to, yeah. When Edwards arrived, he discovered that Dahmer's friendliness was a veneer, and soon he was brandishing a butcher knife and telling Edwards he would eat his heart. Fuck. So how did our boys escape this motherfucker? Yeah. So he's Dom- like in the fucking den of the Can viper. Can you fathom bro? of all the people to with like situations where you escape to be like, yeah, yeah, I was like going to be the 18th of Dahmer's fucking fuck. <laughs> oh, you got you guys just did one of those escape rooms. That's cute. That's, that's really funny. Cute. Yeah, I was in Dahmer's really fucking apartment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God bless. So Dahmer insisted Edwards lie on the floor as he wielded the knife as the film played on TV. So you got Exorcist 3 in the background. Yeah. So Dahmer ended up, you know, becoming increasingly manic, going between excitement and inconsolable self-pity. And Edwards attempted to, you know, calm him down, allowing Dahmer to put handcuffs on just one of his wrists. So he, Dahmer got handcuffs Jesus, on one of his wrists. fucking with him. Yeah, and um, then once he had distracted Dahmer, Edward struck him and fled, flag- flagging down a police car and leading authorities to the apartment where they discovered body parts, including four human heads in the fridge. Yeah, So Jesus. basically, he was the demise, the reason for, the, he was the demise of Dahmer. He's the reason, because he He's got away. He's the reason Dahmer got caught. Yeah, which... I will cover Dahmer probably at one point, but I, think, I try not to do all of the like prolific serial killers because I think it if would you're be, into Drew and you're listening to us, yeah, you probably already know. But at the same time, I think it would be really sick, and you can cut this out if you want. I'm just talking really quick. I yeah. think it would be really dope if you did like full episode pieces on serial killers, so you could like unbox the whole thing and not have to worry about time and shit. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think if I do focus on a serial killer, like. Ted Bundy or BTK, oh, we'll have to like do a two, a, I'll have to split it up. Yeah. I mean, and there's definitely even crazier cases like the smiley face killers that would probably take multiple episodes. I don't even know. You know what I mean? But I that's just not that. really something that I'm there yet. And I don't know. You guys tell us what you think. If you would like to hear our telling or my telling of something like Ted Bundy or Eileen Warnos or whatever, yeah. you know, let me know. That's kind of why I'm doing like what I'm doing right here is because that's sort of a 
different side of like yeah it's about jeffrey dahmer but it's about this guy who didn't get fucking yeah it's murdered about by it's him. about the only guy that got it's about the only guy that got lucky it's the only guy we know of i mean who knows yeah i thought he had a thing for like drugging them too didn't he is that am i thinking of somebody else he would like drug them in the apartments and stuff i swear he, he like drugs um, his them. thing was like handcuffing he would get them handcuffed and yeah i mean i don't even go to it's dumb yeah it's a whole, it's a whole other yeah, wait are you gonna do a shot yeah i'm gonna do a shot you can clinky with my wine yeah, let's do it yeah. it's bourbon and still on rosé. Okay. They will not all take this long. Jesus. Sorry. Okay. I know I'm going to pronounce this person's name wrong, but I'm going to attempt my best at it. Okay. I, this one is worst fiance ever. Actually, I'm not going to read it because it's such a spoiler. I'm just going to leave it at worst fiance ever. So, Michelina? I don't know how you would say this. M-I-C-H-E-L-I-N-A. I feel like you nailed it. Michelina Lewandowska. So, this is clearly not here, guys. Uh, did not have the most loving relationship with her fiance. His name is Marcin Kasprzak. M A R C I N K A S P R Z A K. If you're annoyed with me spelling stuff out, it's just because if you want to know what I'm talking about, and I butchered it so badly, I want you to be able to Google it yourself. Um, but she definitely wasn't anticipating the horribly nasty breakup. Um, or confession of cheating when their relationship finally ran its course. Course? It's of course it did. <laughs> when Marcin, quote, grew tired of her, he and an accomplice attacked her with a stun gun, bound her legs Fuck. and hands, and tried to think of how to get rid of the mother of his three-year-old son. What the fuck? His gruesome idea was to dump her in a cardboard box drive her into the wilderness and bury her alive under a few inches of dirt and a 90 pound tree branch so that she would suffocate jesus that's sadistic as i as said fuck. there's a theme here survivors yeah which is crazy well, spoilers i was totally thinking she was about to die i got sucked in oh you're right you're doing such a good Who job knows? maybe they maybe they maybe some of them do die she turned into a lovely tree so after all of the ordeal because she did not die she gave an interview and uh, recalled waking up in her shallow grave with thoughts of her child. She decided that she needed to survive in order to protect him from the man who did this to her. Damn, she's so, fucking kill Bill in him. Um, as you know, thinking quickly, she cut through her bonds with her engagement ring. None the yes, fucking you less. Did. Who right? runs the world? That's what's up. That's crazy. And clawed her way out of the motherfucking grave. Fuck, she's powerful. Where she had been for over two hours already. So she obviously escaped with her life, thank God. Yeah. But she had tons of psychological and physical effects that, you know, have haunt, haunted her for weeks. And she suffered from insomnia, uh, yeah. no, no doubt, and paranoia, and had difficulty breathing and walking uh, for a long time. And, what a bad motherfucker, though. Right, well, get this. So both of her attackers, so they did, obviously, she knew who fucking attacked her. Yeah. But they A couple were sentenced, of bitches. They were sentenced to 20 years in prison. 20 years. I'm sorry, but like. You should get. That's I, attempted murder. It's, but it's I, like, so, like there should be, deg I'm sure, and I'm sure there are, but there should be like degrees to, uh, to like, that's I fucking think, fucked up. I think up. attempted murder should be treated 
as murder. Yeah, he's They're get away in with it. goal. Yeah. No, it's not they didn't get away with it. They didn't get they didn't they successfully didn't. Yeah, murder. They didn't. <laughs> but like you, that that was their in goal. Yeah. Like what the yeah. fuck? It's like it's not like they were like it, at the end of the day, I guess it was just assault or whatever the fuck. But no, it was attempted fucking murder yeah, was, of the mother of his child. Yeah. The, I'm like so fucking. I think there should be like a certain degree of that taken into consideration when you're sentencing someone. You know, like oh, that's you know he's. I mean, you get there's a romantic life, you relationship. Get, there's you know yeah, yeah. You, you know it's just crazy. I think that if if she would have died in that grave, yeah. and they figured it out, he would have probably gotten like. Well, let, uh, who knows? Well, because it's a different country. These dudes are but. getting out of prison with the fucking Jamie Lee Curtis from the most recent Halloween. Like she's getting ready, bro. She's a bad I motherfucker. I hope so. But I mean, can you think? Can you imagine that? What was her name? Are uh, you gonna make me do it again? Yeah, she she Mi- deserves it, bro. Michelina Michelina Lewandowska. Beast. My favorite part of that is that she fucking used her engagement. Yeah, ring that's to cut metal, out dude. That, and that must have been a rock. You, know? <laughs> you could you could probably do it with yours, babe. Where <laughs> <laughs> my teeth? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Which also, like, who fucking tries to bury somebody alive? And they must have d- been and, a little bitch ass grave, and though. Like, like, yeah, he said shallow, like yeah. just inches, but then he put like a tree branch up. Yeah, clearly, she probably can't lift it. So stupid. She, she probably can't lift it. She's a woman. Oh, Guess what, shot. motherfucker? Not only was she his fiance, though the mother of his fucking child. Yeah, it's fucked. Piece of shit. That's okay. crazy. Okay, so next we have Holly Dunn and her boyfriend, Chris Mayer, were having a casual night out when they crossed paths with the wrong stranger. Bum, bum, bum. Sorry. It's cool. I was doing the bum, bum, bum. While on their way home from a friend's party, the couple was approached by a mysterious man at a train station asking for money. Little did they know he was Angel Resendez. A famed serial killer who had already murdered six and would ultimately claim the lives of many more. Um, After showing them an ice pick, he tied the couple up and ushered them into a nearby ditch. He then bludgeoned Mayor to death, so Chris, the male. He he bludgeoned Chris to death with a 50-pound rock. How do you bludgeon somebody with a 50-pound rock? Couple hits. Oh yeah, I guess if you just drop it's 50, 50 pound, pound rock, one yeah. time, yeah, couple of couple of good ones. But not satisfied with one kill, he proceeded to brutally uh, rape Holly and stab her in the neck with the ice pick and beat her savagely with a wood plank until she passed out. Fuck. Well, Holly woke up. She discovered that our dude uh, fucking Angel was gone, and he mistook her unconsciousness for her being dead. But she wasn't, thank God. So that gave her a chance to fucking escape. She was able to drag herself. Drag herself. She just got, she just she went through stabbed, it. Yeah, she just went through raped, it. Raped, stabbed with an ice pick and beaten with a wood plank. So she's able to drag herself to a nearby house and call for help. Call for help. Call for help. Call for help. <laughs> call for help for, um, you know, all of her fucking injuries, which included a broken jaw and a shattered eye socket. God damn. Um, so she survives. And 10 years later, she was able to testify in court against what he's now known as the railway killer. Fucking good. Because he used the train systems to move between states, states to find new victims. Um, and in the trial that ended up giving him the death sentence thank god she was the only one of his 15 victims to ever get away that's she's powerful too that's crazy 
all my stories that I do about this kind of shit are like really depressing, you know, because everybody. So I was kind of yeah. like, this is still on the same level, but we're like getting to empower. But instead and, of the murder. Yeah. Like we, we get to like see like victims that survive and they're still yeah. victims and they still have so much to get yeah. through and deal with. But yeah. And she lost her, you know man I had to see that and then you know like but she survived which is amazing and that's another reason why I'm, I'm obsessed with that show I survived because it's just crazy what people can come back with from the, with yeah, the will and power and just fortitude can survive yeah and what people are capable of on crazy. both on both ends of the spectrum like how dark shit can get but also like hey fuck you I'm gonna I'm gonna literally live yeah you're gonna, you're gonna do all this to me and I'm gonna literally live like, and it also remar- shows remarkable. mistakes of serial killers like he he killed so many people yeah but you know with, at this point was probably who knows at what point in his kill sprees he was at but to just not e- not even check for me like yeah you think if you're like a serial killer and you want your victims to be dead and never be able to identify you you would make sure they're dead i mean it seemed like he was fired up you know like he beat the shit he I killed mean, he that dude her in the neck with sh- an ice pick i'm sure he thought even if she's not dead in this moment she's, she's gonna, gonna die. die yeah and for her to wake up and then crawl. I mean, oh it's my god! Awesome. You know, it's so I mean, it's, crazy. It's terrible. None of not much of what we talk about is ever not terrible. But like, it's awesome. It's awesome that you can get you can go through those things and, and still maybe live. You know. Yeah, to be able to have like a a survivor story. Is, yeah, it's dope. you know, it's gives other people strength. I think, and yeah, it just shows that other victims. You're not alone. There's yeah. other people. Did you get stabbed in the neck today? To get after it. Like, you know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, right. I was like, what? <laughs> no, I did. obviously I didn't. <laughs> no, it's just crazy. It's just so wild to me. Okay. Um, next, we have British tourists Joanne Lees and Peter Falconio. A lot of these are foreign. It's, I, That's okay. Well, I know it's British, but I don't. I just feel like I never say the names right. But it's J-O-A-N-N-E-L-E-E-S. I know that's Lee's. And Peter, F-A-L-C-O-N-I-O. They were driving a van through the Australian outback. As you do. At night when another motorist signaled for them to pull over. Which don't fucking do. Yeah, why the fuck? No. Don't do that. On the roadside, the man informed them that their van's exhaust pipe was emitting sparks. Was emitting sparks. I think it's another word. When Peter got out to investigate the motorist, who was Bradley John Murdoch, shot him on the roadside. Intending to take Joanne as his sexual prize, he attacked her and bound her hands with cable ties. Fuck. Well, uh, Bradley John Murdoch, the guy who did this to her, was high on amphetamines. Uh, He took her out of his van, where she fell face down on the asphalt. And dis- but despite a blow to her head that left her, you know, a little bit dazed, she was aware enough to leap up at the like slightest opportunity that she got because he was distracted while he was trying to move her. It doesn't say if it's her husband, it's her husband, boyfriend, whatever. The guy she was with, Peter, who he was Peter's dead. dead. Yeah, he was trying. He was moving his body, oh. and she was like, and got go, up. Bud. Yeah, so she fled into the nearby bushes, uh, and then ended up. She waited. Five hours in the, her hiding spot before she came out and finally flagged down a passing car for help. And then inevitably Murdoch was convicted of the murder, but he has never revealed the whereabouts of Peter's body. Damn, that's fucked up. But she did get away. You know, she was like, 
fuck this. Yeah. But she was so scared. She waited in the bushes for five hours. That's some vigilance right there when but you're trying smart, to live. Like, yeah, if you're trying I get to live. It. But also, like, how did he not find her? Yeah. I, she couldn't have gone too far. She probably fucking booked it. I would have, like, gotten in fucking, them bushes. I, I would have been that bush. I would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I am the fuck. I still am the fucking bush. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Hilarious. Okay, so Amy Copeland was having a blast on her vacation um, in her home state of Georgia when she decided to give zip lining a try. Oh, fuck. Um, she was an outdoor enthusiast and didn't have any fears. She's going to eat shit so hard, She didn't have any dude. fears or worries, and she was, you know, always up for an adventure and never shied away from trying something new. But when Amy ziplined... The wire snapped and caused the graduate student to plummet into the murky waters oh, below. Oh, my God. But it wasn't the fall when she landed into the, the fucking... murky waters. She contracted necrotizing facetitis in her... an open wound. What was something eating her skin or so, something? So, like, I guess she got an open gash or whatever when she fell and yeah. caught, like, a bacterial. That eats your skin or something. Um, Flesh-eating bacteria, yeah. <laughs> Flesh-eating bacteria. That's what I was saying, yeah. Yeah. Um, after doctors determined that she had contacted... not con- She did not call the, the disease. Hey, uh, I got an open <laughs> wound over here. God damn it. How you doing? I got an open wound. You, <laughs> after do- you to do? <laughs> this is what happens when I go second. Uh, uh, after doctors determined that she had contracted... There it is. ...the flesh-eating bacteria, which is often fatal... They worked um, as fast as they could to stop the spread before it could hit her vital organs. Her hands and both legs had to be amputated to save her life. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, but she's since the incident, she's been fitted with prosthetic legs and bionic hands that allow her to, you know, live she's a little bit powerful too. normally. Well, you know, most people would probably just fucking curl up and be like, yeah, my life's it'd be over hard not to. Honestly, you lose yeah. all your appendages. Um, and she gained national attention through her ordeal for actually beating the, you know, the infection. Yeah. And yeah, she's just kind of stayed positive after that and tried to she's move on with her life, which I mean, God, she lost. She was just like, obviously very outdoorsy and was trying to do something yeah, fun. And just, then it backfired. And the fucked up thing is she fell probably from pretty high up. Yeah. But it wasn't even the fall that killed her. Well, I guess it, technically it was, but it was. I mean, she lived. Well. Fuck, you know what I mean. But I meant like it wasn't the fall that like you would think like, oh, she fell. She's yeah. dead. But even if she hadn't. Hot mic. But even if she hadn't survived, it would have been the bacterial infection. Yeah. And, and that still, she lost her fucking hands and her. That's and I'm bad. sure it was like no small feat to save her if that was what it took to save her. You know what I mean? I mean, it was probably a yeah. harrowing journey to get to that point, you know? Well, and I wonder like when something like that happens and you go in and like she probably had like. Yeah, yeah. She probably had like a head gash or something, an open wound. Yeah. And then the, I wonder if it was just where she was. They were automatically like, "We should test for." I hope so. Yeah, you would. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Next, Elizabeth Schaff, S H O A F, was on her way home from school when a man claiming to be a police officer oh, declared that she was under arrest. He just okay. hopped out like, "Hey, yeah." Who knows? You you go into jail. Yeah, you're under arrest, and at 14 years old. Oh, Fuck. I didn't even say that yet. She so she's 14. Oh no. You you probably she's probably terrified. Yeah. Like it's a cop, uh, whatever. 
So he ended up handcuffing her and taking her to his home deep in the South Carolina woods. That's the worst sentence that has ever been said. Yeah. Dirty um, fucking bastard. He's an he was an unemployed construction worker named Vincent Filiaw. Filiaw, F I L Y A W. He chained her in a booby-trapped bunker God beneath damn. his isolated trailer and regularly assaulted her over the course of 10 days. Ugh. Her parents Although I will say that I thought you were going to say 10 years, so but still this Oof. is fucked up. Her parents reported her missing, but the police, as they always motherfucking do in these goddamn situations, I hear this so much, it makes me so bad. The police treat, treated it. The police. <laughs> they, what are we going to do, honey? We're going to treat it. I get so worked up. We're going to treat this case. The police treated it as a case of a teenage runaway. They do this so much in true crime, and they will go 72 hours or more before they even treat it as a missing person's because they're like, it's a teenager. She's they ran off. probably ran away. So annoying. Man. So this brave fucking little girl, knowing that no one would be able to find her, she deliberately spent her days, you know, several days building up her captor's trust. So she she was just, you know, being so fucking yeah. strong God damn. after he's like fucking doing these or- horrible, horrible things to her. Horrible things. He's, she's smart enough to know that she's deep in the woods and nobody knows where she is. So she's going to build up his trust. And eventually her fucking kidnapper allowed her to use the phone to play games. So she's so fucking smart, right? Naturally, obviously... She used it to text her fucking parents and her friends. As you do. So before long, the authorities used the signal from the phone to figure out where they were. Oh my God, this is so good. Um, which, crazy enough, he, her kidnapper, um, Vincent, I guess figured it out, saw it, and was panicking and asked her what he should do. Dumb motherfucker. So, you know, in her fear that he might fucking kill her, uh, she said, I advise you to run. And he did. And she carried herself out of this fucking bunker on her fucking own. And then he was in eventually captured and sentenced to 421 years in prison. Good, you piece of shit. But what another badass. Yeah, that's super badass. She's 14. Yeah, that's incredible. And she thought, that's, that's this ins- sucks. That's this crazy, is man. awful. I'm going to try to be his friend. Yeah. And maybe I can, like, get him to let me play. It reminds me of the, the movie, um, uh, what is that, what is that, what's that movie, uh, da, 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 Split? Yeah. Yeah. Where she, like, ends up, you know, being yeah. his friend, one of Except the personalities. this fucking asshole isn't a multiple, you know. No, I know, I know. But she ends up, like, knowing that he's got multiple personalities yeah. and one of the personalities she can work with get with and then she gets the walkie talkie it's kind of like that you know yeah maybe this guy didn't have a high iq and she kind of maybe she knew that and she was like i can you know whatever but still but like yay she lived yeah either way he was the fucking worst yeah 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 okay so this comes from a reddit user so it's not a person's name but it says reddit user apparently called laundry soap what up laundry soap so this one i would probably take with a grain of salt because if it's Reddit, lots all the time. I mean, a lot of people go in there to tell a lot of, Reddit's that, a big platform. I know, but it could be also be like a tale. I don't know. 
Um, so this person has a fucked up story about her boyfriend's mother. As a child, the mother lived in a house with a strange design that, that featured several doors to the outside all over the house, including her bedroom. She began feeling an unease in the house, like someone was watching her. But her family shrugged it off as a little girl being scared of the dark and ignored her fears. Even when she swore that someone was rattling the doorknob to her room from outside the house. Fuck. Eventually, her belief that she was being watched got so bad that she had to sleep in her parents' room every night or else she would wake up screaming. So one night, her father woke up to use the bathroom and he saw a shadowy figure and heard noises but couldn't find anything suspicious to back up his daughter's fears. That is until the next morning. Surrounding the house, leading up to every window and door, were fresh footprints in the snow. Someone had tried to get into the house desperately and clearly had been there many times before. Her father followed the footprints down the street where they led to a house where a mentally handicapped teen lived. He confessed to entering the house every night to watch the girl sleep. Fucker. What the fuck? Yeah. He finally just gave up that night and went home before, uh, you know, when all the doors and windows were locked. And yeah, just, but before that, he was just going in there watching her sleep. Yeah, she wasn't, t- I mean, dirty and it's little sad bastard. Because, well, it's, he was mentally handicapped, so that's sad. Still. And it sucks. Like, it might have been, you know what I mean? It might have been Whatever. innocent, maybe, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But still, still that, like, they didn't believe her, and she, like, clearly wasn't making it up. Yeah. Like, believe you, maybe believe sometimes you? you need to believe your kids. You know what I mean? I don't know what that was, but yeah, I definitely know what you mean. Whatever. Okay. One night, September. One night, September? One night. (laughs) (laughs) One night in September of 1992, Jennifer Aspenson. Sailed the ocean blue. Nailed it. No. Missed the Palm Springs bus. That would have taken her to work at a center for disabled children. Okay. Um. So, a what appeared to be charming motorist offered her a ride. She took it and arrived safely, believe it or not, for a full night shift. In the morning, that driver was waiting for her. Oh. So, she was like, yeah, you got me here safe the first time. And you're super charming. And I don't have a way home. Yeah. And he offers her a ride again, and she says, yeah. You know, because th- the first trip went so well. Unfortunately, that driver was Andrew Erdialis, U-R-D-I-A-L-E-S, who was a serial murderer and rapist, who then put a knife to her throat, tied oh, her no, up, no, no. and drove her out to the desert. Fuck. Where he ended up gagging her, beating her, and sexually assaulting her. So after cruelly toying with her, and being a fucking piece of shit. Um, he put her in the trunk of his car and began to drive. But she quickly found a release mechanism to pop the trunk from the inside. Thank God for Good. those. But she waited until, you know, the opportune moment to actually use it. She wasn't just like, I'm going to just hurl myself out into the fucking whatever. Right. right. And so when she did, um, she fled into the road, stopping an oncoming truck and and several marines were inside thank oh, fucking good. god what this is gonna be crazy and so she survived got away 
but her attacker disappeared. I obviously he saw her fucking hop out the back and zoomed right. off. Right. And it took five years before he was finally captured. What? I thought those Marines can, were about to beat the brakes off he, of him. Oh, I would have. Mm, they should have followed him. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. But I mean, can you imagine this poor girl having to live five years? Just not. Because he, he knows where she lives. Well, he didn't know where she lived. He got her from a. From, she oh, missed from the bus. Wo- oh, so from the he bus stop. He got her stop. from the bus stop and was like, well, I'll give you a ride. And then, come on, though. Then the creeper's going to be back, like, not yeah, thinking red, that you have somebody to pick you up. That's a red get flag. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Okay, I have two more. Yes. I like these because there's a survivor yeah. and the fucker usually gets caught. Good. I like you it. know? Yeah. Oh, this is from another Reddit person. It looks like Minneapolis, but it's M1NNEAPOLIS. Whatever. So this person, because I don't have their name, it's just a user name. Sure. Was a senior in high school and was getting ready for bed and heard a strange noise from outside of her window. So down on the street was one of her neighbors standing at the fence that divided their yards. Um, He was yelling something incredibly lewd and inappropriate to this teenage girl from down there up to her window. Right, dirty little fucker. He had clearly been watching her, and she was super freaked out by the incident, but didn't tell her parents in hopes that, that it just wouldn't happen again. Which, I'm sorry. I am such a I'm, no. Yeah. I would, the minute that happened, I'd be like, this fucker is, are you, no. All, okay, anybody, tell, tell somebody. Yeah, always. Tell somebody. Man. Even if you're just a little bit freaked out and it's probably nothing, like your weird neighbor weirdly asked you for something. Don't give. First of all, don't give it to him, uh, especially if it's a dude. Uh, just tell somebody. Yeah, Dude's just the tell somebody. Because if something does happen, at least there's a little bit of information out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So the next morning, she was getting ready for school, and she heard the back door of her house open. Oh fuck! So she listened to her gut like a real G. <laughs> so she listened to her gut and found out that it was actually the creepy neighbor that she heard come in not her mother so when she went downstairs to the kitchen he was there with an eight inch knife in his hand just making pancakes about to like attack her oh fuck that's what i was concerned about yeah making pancakes who makes pancakes with a knife he's cutting the butter (laughs) with a with a butcher knife yeah so he told her not to move you know with his fucking knife but she was like fuck this and booked it out of the house Nice. And ran it as fast as she could to any, every house on the block until somebody could help her. Uh, finally, the police showed up and found her attacker back at his own house. Because she knew it was a creepy neighbor. Yeah. And he apparently was a recovering alcoholic and had downed massive amounts of vodka and decided to go through with something it seemed he had been planning for months. And he confessed to the police that he had been watching her for quite some time and had a collection of photos in his possession that proved he had been planning it. Dirty So I bastard. guess he was gonna fucking like, you know. Do some unspeakable Yeah, raper, kidnapper, yeah. whatever the fuck. And this bitch was like, no, you're not. Sorry about it, motherfucker. Okay, I got one more. Let's get it. These are pretty fun, right? Yeah. Let us know what you think, guys. Comments, man. Do you, do you like one story better or do you like some little beep beep story beep, stories? Beep, beep, other, other stories. Okay, last one. Let's get it. Daniel Hovel's role as Mortimer in Mary Stewart called for him to commit suicide on stage every night in front of a horrified audience. So this was a play. Okay. Okay. 
So when Mortimer's plans to free Mary, Queen of Scots, from prison fail, he slits his throat in anguish. This is the play. Okay. So Daniel, the guy who plays Mortimer, had been playing the role for over two years without a single hitch until one fateful night when a potential homicide may have been attempted in the most grandiose theatrical way possible. Oh, my God. When Daniel went to cut his throat with the knife laid on the table, just as it was during every performance, the audience went wild with the stirring performance because there was so much blood and it was so realistic. And then they were like, wait, why isn't he moving anymore? Oh, no. What the fuck? So his prop knife was identical to a real one, but dulled. Um, you know, the point where he knew how to like whatever yeah. use it. But somehow the knife on stage that night was real. And he legitimately cut open his neck on stage what during the, the performance. What the fuck? That's crazy. Yeah. Fortunately. The show must go on, darling. Oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, he missed the corroded artery entirely and merely needed stitches and a plaster cast to remedy his injury. Lucky. Um, lucky yeah. dude. Who did it? Since the actor never decided to press charges, the question remains to this day, was it merely an accident? The theater says the prop manager purchased a new knife and forgot to dull it. Or did someone want to take him out with some pizzazz? He was fucking somebody. And it wasn't an accident. Who knows? We don't know. Oh, yes. Who knows? Yeah, those were fun. I know. So they kind of range from like, I escaped a fucking horrible serial killer to I accidentally slid in my own throat in a play. But, well, you know. I mean, they're all survivors, which is a little bit of a light that we are used yeah. to on my end, I guess. No, that was really fun. I liked it. I like that we both had shorts. Yeah, a little, kinda... quick, little quick, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that I, was great. I liked so, that. Let us know how, how you guys like that. We did not plan that. I nope. did not know Tom was going to do multiple stories. He did not know I was going to do multiple stories. It's, a, it's an incredible coincidence. But sometimes I think it's fun to have just, you know, a bunch of different interesting, fun things Little than snips. one long drawn yeah. out story or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, also, you guys should email us. Please. At our email address, which is we drink and we know things podcast at gmail.com. We want suggestions. Yeah, man. We want feedback. Come on with we it. We want anything you want to give us. Um so, merch ideas, Patreon ideas, because like we've said, we 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 are planning on starting a Patreon very soon to help with us being able to keep getting it like really get this out on time and give you guys extra content if you like us and want to support us. We already have plans, we're working on it. And yeah, I mean, we'd love to hear if you're listening, then we want to know what you want to hear about. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, follow us on social media at We Drink and We Know Things. Uh, go to our website, We Drink and Know Things.com. Yeah. We have Instagram, Twitter, all the things, um, man. What else? Facebook. Um, what's that other one? St- uh, st- Tumblr. Tumblr. Yeah. And we, we, uh, we're, we're also available on obviously whatever platform you're listening to this on. Uh, as well as Stitcher, uh, Google Play, and CastBox. We're on CastBox CastBox, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and if you have a second, this please is the big one. go leave us a review. Come on with it. Oh, my God. Sorry. The dog's turning it in the... Yeah, it's when it's time to end the episode. Go give us a review and a rating. Oh, wait, Apple okay. Podcasts is still the best please. place to do it. 
yeah please please go give us a review on whatever yeah. you listen us listen listen us listen, listen to us, us on if if you can if just five stars if you can give a little blurb do ham it, sandwich that means we know you listen from the baguette yeah man Th- throw it in there plug it in thank but you guys so it much it really helps we're trying to further this yeah for going. sure yeah for sure all right all right guys thank you so Thanks much for listening bye goodbye hello again we know the episode is over we just want to take a quick minute to let you know about another awesome podcast The podcast We Think We're Funny is a lot like ours, and we think you guys might enjoy it. Here's a little sample. I'm Maya, and to my friend is Leslie, my mom, and we are We Think We're Funny, your not-so-typical mother-daughter podcast. For the most part, we hang out in the back of a Jeep. A.K.A. the Jeep Studio. And we record ourselves telling each other stories about all things creepy, disturbing, and mysterious. We talk about true crime, murder, conspiracy theories. Paranormal, mythology, legends. And we laugh at our own jokes. Yeah, because we think we're funny. Obviously. So if you like to hang out and casually talk about weird stuff and laugh a lot, then we are your people. You can join us in the Jeep studio by finding us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, the Podbean app, and the podcast app. And you can also follow us on social media, on Instagram at WTWF Podcast, Twitter, WTWF underscore podcast, and on Facebook, We Think We're Funny Podcast. You may have heard about some or maybe all of the things we talk about. Yeah, but probably not quite like hearing it from our slightly dorky perspective. Well, it has been said that we are quite weird. And we are definitely a little quirky. But that's fine. Because Because we we think think we're we're funny. funny. Oh.